What's up, everyone, and welcome to the weekly Q&A. Starting with our Patreon questions, Elliot Finn asks who we think the Imperial Engineer is. Seen a lot of people throwing that question around, and yeah, two episodes in a row, Gorn has been talking about an Imperial Engineer coming from Coruscant. Who could that possibly be? Uh, I've seen, I think the two popular guesses are Krennic or Galen Erso. Um, both of those, I think, would work. Obviously, they're alive at this point. And uh, I believe Erso has been taken by Krennic again by now. So uh, it's possible, but I'm going to go with new character. That's probably what it is, but I really hope it's Krennic. I need that cape back in my life. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out like why Krennic or Galen would need to be on Aldani. Right. I, I think that's the key question. Um and they could answer that very easily, be like, hey, we found deposits of dunium, and we're here to mine it. Uh, th th just a throwaway line like that would connect it back to the Scarif mention we've already had and construction of the Death Star. So uh, they could pretty easily create a reason. Mm -hmm. Is there anyone in Rebels that it could be? I'm trying to think. Not off the top of my head. Um, although I think I think his name is Constantine. I mean, th there's no way he's like a minor Imperial character, but he's like a running joke through Rebels where they keep messing with him and he keeps getting demoted. <laughs> so every time you see him, he went from like captain to lieutenant to sergeant and he just keeps going down the line. Mm -hmm. So it'd be funny to see him as like an admiral <laughs> that gets taken down. I'm just trying to like, is, is Krennic an engineer? Yeah, I, I mean... Yes, I would say that he is an engineer with delusions of grandeur, and yes, I need my fancy shuttle and my fancy blaster and a cape on my uniform, even though that's not regulation. Like, mm -hmm. So I think that calling him an engineer is fine. Yeah, I would think of Erso as an engineer more, just right off the bat. But but he's more like behind the scenes. I mean, it's, it's almost as if he's been being held captive. I could see Krennic. Yeah much more in a position to want to travel to this place where they're about to, you know, rip everything down and put a bunch of new Imperial base camps on. Like he could be wanting to go there just to, just for show mm -hmm. to like show up and boss everybody around. Yeah. I, I think Krennic is more likely than Galen, but me, even though I, I would love to see Krennic in this series, he's a phenomenal character and I, because this is a political thriller, I would love to see him get involved in the politicking and the spying and stuff, or at least what he thinks is spying, uh, trying to work behind the scenes for his own gain. Like, I think he would fit so well in the series. But what we know about Aldani is that they're going to build an airbase, an airfield, uh, where that sacred site was. So I think the engineer is probably coming for that. I'm guessing it's one of those two dudes from the trailer that's sipping on calf <laughs> and just like looking out over where the airfield will be. And maybe there'll be some Aldani out there and they're like, Oh, once we get rid of this riffraff, mm -hmm. we'll build our airfield and everything will be great. Oh no, we've been robbed. <laughs> like that's how I see it. I think a new character is the most likely. It could be someone who answers to Krennic. Like we could still get a cameo. Yeah, or or just a mention. Like this show is uh, loving its mentions so far. The little Slymore tease. We got the Scarif mentioned. So yeah, if he says I'm here on the behalf of Director Krennic, I I think that's 
perfectly plausible. Does the, just out of curiosity, does the timeline for the TIE Defender fit anywhere in all of this? Not yet. We're still a few years away from that. Vaxteel wants to know if we could see a dinner party like the one in Leia, Princess of Alderaan in Andor. Well, we're going to get a dinner party or something eventually. We've seen Some it in the trailers. kind of party. Whether or not there's dinner there, that is up for debate. Yeah, we're going to see a party. That's a better way to put it. We were, we were again, teased on that Slymore thing, and then they, they pulled it out from under us. They were like there aren't going to be many cameos in this show. And then they were like, Sly Moore. And we all freaked out. And they were like, no cameos in this show. We told you. And you still took the bait. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, we're, we're going to see a party. I, I hope it has a little bit of that kind of tense element that in Leia, Princess of Alderaan, Tarkin basically crashes a rebel meeting. without. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he knew what he was doing. I think he suspected. Uh, but like... Bale and Mon Mothma and a bunch of other rebels are there, and he starts trying to figure out, like, what is going on here? And then uh, Leia starts bawling and as a distraction, and then the Organas basically make it sound like Bale has been having an affair with Mon Mothma until Tarkin is like... Okay, all this family drama is uh, beneath <laughs> me, and he leaves. You know so, he loves the drama, though. Uh, oh, yeah, he's went and spilled tea to someone when he got back. Lord Vader, you'll never guess what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, dish it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I would love to see something really tense like that in the party. But from the trailer, everything looked pretty chill. Like Mon and that one guy are just off in the corner whispering. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I expect know. a lot of like backhanded compliments and basically people talking ish about each other like to their faces but in a nice way and everybody's just kind of like uncomfortable sipping their Star Wars champagne. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm hopeful that like the next episode will be the climax of the heist. I want there to be a bit of a climax for um the the Coruscant side of the story where yeah, we do get a bunch of politicians, whether we know them or not. They're all in the same room, and Mon Mothma's like, I don't know who to trust. I think that that would be a satisfying little conclusion to these past three episodes of her introduction. Dave Peterson asks if Wolf Yalaren could pop up in Andor. Uh, so, uh, the like I said, Tony Gilroy was like, not a lot of cameos in this show, but we're still all just like, ooh, the ISB. So yeah, could Wolf Yularen be in there? I'm going to guess no. Well, uh, to to Tony Gilroy, the name Wolf Yularen might not ring a bell, so he might not think that that's even a cameo. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that's the thing is I think he probably is making characters or he's saying there's a, a dinner guest list and there are two of Mon Mothma's enemies listed and then Pablo Hidalgo or the Lord Advisors come in and they're like, Slymore would be great. Ars Denger is a really deep cut, fun one. Uh, I, I, I see that as how writing this show works is a lot of like Mad Libs, insert Star Wars name here. Mm-hmm. So if there is a character that Tony Gilroy has written as part of the ISB that would match wolf you lauren then i think someone would just pop up and be like hey so you have this person uh what if it were this existing character this mustached man sitting there in a new hope and 
Tony could say yay or nay. Mm-hmm. It's similar to Saw Gerrera, where when they were writing Rogue One, they just said that there's like this militant leader and he's kind of in opposition to Mon Mothma. And then the story group just threw out the idea. They're like, hey, we have this character from the Clone Wars. We think it would be neat if it were this character, same like same name. And they were like, yeah, that sounds cool. So I think that's how the relationship works. So if there is kind of a a noble-ish member of the ISB, like I I put Wolfie Lauren up on a pedestal a little bit. He's still a part of the ISB, but like knowing him from the Clone Wars, I like I still want to believe there's good in him, I guess. Yeah, we don't really know the story behind his transition into the Empire. Yeah, and there's always questions of like how did he feel about order 66 and i like i have to assume he went along with everything if he went that deep into the imperial machine he's probably not as good as we remember him to be or when he was part of the republic deep undercover working with <laughs> mon mothma i mean that would be fun that would be a fun reveal mm-hmm. uh, if they're gonna bring wolf Lauren in but like when they had major partagaz i think that was not a good place to have wolf Lauren. Because, like, Major Partagaz is very, uh, this is what we do. And it's, like, it's not what we say we do, the mm-hmm. official uh, version of events. It's like, no, we seek out symptoms and blah, blah, blah. That seems like a lower tier kind of meeting for someone like Wolfie Lauren. I don't remember if Colonel or Major is higher, but whatever. Like, <laughs> I'm more personality-wise. Colonel is higher. I, I, maybe. I honestly have no idea. Uh, but I just, personality-wise, I'm like, that's not a Wolfie Lauren speech. So that wasn't a good time for him there, but maybe in the future. Brandon Velasquez wants to know if he'd rather get a Luthen or Mon Mothma novel. Oh, Mon Mothma, hands down. I'm, for me. Yeah. I'm going to say after Andor, I'm hopeful that I would rather get a Luthen novel, only because... I hope we continue to flesh out Mon Mothma a lot in this show. I have loved her two episodes, but she's only been in like four scenes that haven't been that long. Still more screen time than she's ever had. Uh, But like, I really want to dive into that side of the story more. And I think we will. Um, Luthen right now is someone who is completely mysterious to us. But honestly, I think the real answer is let's get a story that involves them both. Yes. Because that's... clearly they have a relationship that's what i was gonna say like let's see the two of them meet for the first time i i don't know if it would be a novel or like a short comic series i could see either one of those they could do one of like do mon mothma kind of like the padme novels queen shadow like mon mothma has a really interesting story too she was a senator at 16 Mm -hmm. and has been in that world for a long time so we could do a novel about her origins as a senator and then maybe a novel about her uh, and how that all changed during the Clone Wars, and then do like a novel or two about Luthen's origin, and then combine the the last book so it's like a trilogy that comes together in a V. Have mm. they ever done anything like that? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be neat. That would be cool. As long as Perrin's not in it. <laughs> I think Ugh. he'd have to be. I think he would have to be. Okay, so we read how Mon Mothma was forced against her will to marry parent they, they have alluded to the fact that it was somewhat of an arranged marriage of probably like this would be politically advantageous and 
Yeah, their their history. Or at the time, he had like a haunted Letterman jacket, and everybody <laughs> yeah. everybody liked Perrin, but he's really like not a cool guy. Uh huh. Like Buffy. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're doing? <laughs> Zacharias asks what we think the third and fourth arcs of Andor will be about. Yeah, so we're almost halfway through the season. Uh, we still have one more episode in this arc, but I'm gonna guess, and maybe I, we could throw up a. Because I'm going to look at trailers and stuff and some things that we know about. And I'm going to speculate on that. If you don't want to know that, uh, skip to the next question. We'll put a time stamp up. But I think that we haven't seen anything from, like, the prison, it looks like. And I was I was thinking it was more of a THX-1138, just a bunch of workers stuck down there. But now I'm thinking, okay, maybe it's a prison. Maybe the heist fails. They're all captured. Or not a lot of them are captured, the survivors are captured, and then they're thrown in prison. And mm. then maybe it's just Cassian that gets stuck in prison and everyone else breaks him out and he sees a little bit of loyalty for the first time. That'd be cool. I'm thinking it could tie into the prison prison break thing, but I'm thinking it's gonna be Sagarera related. Mm. And it'll be like him like maybe they recruit Saw's help to break him out. Yeah. Or It'll be something Saw-related. I mean, we have we saw Luthen at the end of the last episode being like, I said too much to the thief, to Andor, and I shouldn't have done that. And so if he gets caught, then Luthen's like, oh boy, like I got to get him out. So I need someone extreme to mm-hmm. help me do that. And he visits Saw. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That would tie in well with what we just saw in episode five where uh, Skeen and... Cassian have that conversation assuming about like the various prisons and gangs they had been in Mm -hmm. so yeah that would that would tie well to that so that that's my guess for Cassian's next little arc we'll call that the prison arc and then we know there's more happening on Ferrix and I believe in trailers we have seen Cassian and Vel on Ferrix with Storm uprising yeah with stormtroopers marching the streets so I think we're going to spend two arcs, eight episodes away from Ferrix, and then Cassian's going to go back and help all the people he left behind. Mm. Yeah, we'll get a we'll get a new Caprica arc on Ferrix mm. where like the people are there and they're playing nice, but they have plans. Mm-hmm. We've seen riots and stuff, and I, I think we're going to keep cutting back to Ferrix the way that the last episode did, which I liked a lot. I want to keep following those characters. Seeing, yeah, what they're planning. Uh, and then when Cassian gets back and he can bring some rebel forces of some kind, even if it's just the survivors of the heist. Uh, I, I I like that he starts to see the good that comes from joining the fight against the Empire and then actively does that to help his people, his friends and family. Mm-hmm. I want to see B2 Emo and the Time Grappler just clean in the streets. <laughs> Working together. Yeah. Time grapplers standing on top of B2 Emo, just <laughs> wailing. Mowing everyone down. <laughs> uh, as for Mon Mothma, we know less. I'm going to guess that her Senate time is in the final four, final three episodes. Mm. What that what we're leading to with her, I have no idea. On to YouTube questions. Matthew Kelly wants to know what Palpatine would think of Luthen's shop. I thought that was interesting that... You know, he has out front a bunch of artifacts that look like they've been taken from 
uh, subjugated worlds like Utapau, Kashyyyk, Mandalore. Uh, but then you just step into the back and he's got holocrons out, like not hidden or anything. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, dangerous at this point in the timeline. Yeah, I, I think he would really dig Luthen's shop because we know from the prequels... Palpatine's office has art in it. Mm -hmm. He's it's got art. It's got statues. He's a, a little bit of a history buff. I bet he likes a good coin every now and then. Uh, he probably has a stamp collection somewhere. We, <laughs> yeah, an evil one. An evil stamp collection. <laughs> this one was licked by Darth Sanguis. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. <laughs> um, they're not going to show this, but it would be cool if he caught wind of like the mortis stuff mm. uh, because of luthan's shop but yeah I, I think he would really dig the front room but i'm like if luthan gets caught with jedi or sith stuff force stuff like that is contraband at this point and we've seen bad things happen to other people who are holding on to that stuff so you know it's in the back room so i guess good enough for storytelling purposes but i'm like put those in a vault somewhere man <laughs> Palpatine probably has no idea about this place or places like it. It's probably too beneath him to be shopping around in Coruscant like that. Oh, yeah. He sends people out to uh, get whatever. I heard they had some tablets that I want. Although if he ever did go in there, you know he'd be trying to stuff those in his robes and the alarm would go off. It's very like you're you're left. you're getting into Lego Star Wars territory <laughs> <laughs> where he's like shuffling out and things are falling out of him. Yeah. And and I'm the Ember. I get to do what I want. It's like, driver, go, go, go. Go, 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 go. <laughs> Vader. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I could see that happening in LEGO Star Wars for sure. Somehow Tommy Two Horns gets blamed. <laughs> Players Purity asks if Masamita or Bail Organa will appear in Andor. Speaking of Tommy Speaking Two Horns, of... <laughs> that's Will of the Force right there. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I would love for Masamita to appear. It's the same kind of thing as Slymore where I'm like, I've... She she felt right on the line for me of like maybe Tony Gilroy's uh, sense of Star Wars and how pulpy it can get mm -hmm. where it's like, okay, she looks a little alien. She's kind of creepy, but not like completely weird. It would be a little bit odd to have like a full on dinner scene with Masamita. I think. Oh, yeah. I don't think they're going to show up at any dinner parties, but in the Senate... I think yes. it's a pretty good chance to see them. Yes. I, but I'm like, I wonder if they're going to have any more purpose personality than they did in the prequels. Like, Slymore does not speak in the prequels. Uh, Masamita has a couple lines and they're like, order. Or mm -hmm. he's in uh, Palpatine's office saying like, oh, if only Senator Amidala were here. Mm -hmm. Like, he doesn't get a ton to do. I would love it. Like, I'd love it if he showed up to a dinner party and everyone just took it completely seriously. Uh, I, I would love to see Mon Mothma having, like, a very tense conversation with Tommy Two Horns. I would just want to, like, put shish kebabs on his horns. <laughs> That's how people prank, prank him at dinner parties. I, I mentioned this on Twitter, but, like, I would for sure be the one throwing popcorn into Slymore's outfit. What'd you call it? Her cone of shame? Cone of shame. Just, yeah. yeah. It's too tempting not to. Yeah, so I would be putting the hors d'oeuvres on Masamita's yeah. horns. <laughs> but they did mention the vizier, the grand vizier. That is Masamita's title. 
I, I'm hopeful that we see a little bit of Palpatine. I think it's possible, but I also don't think he is at this point going to show up to Imperial Senate meetings. When did they like, mention his title? Oh, uh, when she was reading the guest list and she was like, Sly Moore, Ars Danger from the Grand Vizier's office. Mm. Like very, very fast. Yeah. Um, I, I'm kind of expecting, again, I'm keeping my expectations low, so I'm not disappointed. But let's. I'm going to guess there's no Palpatine. But if he's not there, then yeah, Masamita should be in his place in the Imperial Senate. So, fingers crossed. And Bail Organa, I, I think, is another no-brainer. Whether it mm-hmm. happens in Season 1, but I think it'll definitely happen in Season 2. Yeah. Jonathan Monk wants to know if Thrawn will be introduced in Andor before appearing in Ahsoka. I don't think so. I don't think so either. This feels like too contained of a storyline for Thrawn to come in. It also feels very much like Lucasfilm saying, Tony Gilroy, this is yours. This is not the Mandoverse. This is your thing. Mm-hmm. Just the way, the same way like Mandoverse is Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni's. Not saying that there will not be any crossover at all uh, if the situation arises, if those creators are interested in doing it. But I think Tony Gilroy is like, this is the story I want to tell. And I don't think he's necessarily like game to bring Grand Admiral Thrawn in just so we can get excited for Ahsoka, a show that he's in no way involved in. So, yeah, I I think no to Thrawn. Yeah, there's much bigger of a chance of him showing up in Mando 3 or even Book of Boba Fett if there's a season two for that. Here's here's how I could see it working. Uh, it would or not in Bad be, Batch. Season it, two. it would. Well, first of all, I think at this point Thrawn is out in the galaxy, serving the Imperial Navy. I don't think he is a Grand Admiral yet. But if he were to show up in Luthen's office, in his antiquities shop, and it, it could be something that someone sneaks in of like, we we need some extras in here. How about this blue man in this white <laughs> uniform, Tony? And he's like. Yeah, sure, it looks great. And so we just see a blue guy going like, oh, interesting in the background. Yeah, he's just just a fan of art. Not, just, not terrifying at all. They walk by him and you hear him mutter, hmm, perhaps. <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> Continuing with Thrawn, Andrew Desco asks if Thrawn's live action appearance will explore his motivations or will he mostly be viewed through other characters? So now we're talking way into the Ahsoka show or beyond, because we don't know when he's going to pop up. I don't think we're going to get into his motivations. That always feels like a Timothy Zahn thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and even then it wasn't always, but Timothy Zahn getting into how Thrawn was more interested in protecting uh, Chiss space, the Chiss ascendancy. I I really think they're just going to use Thrawn as a villain. That's what I was going to say, because... The more you get into the Thrawn books and the writings of Timothy Zahn, the more, you know, he's kind of painted not so much as a villain. He, mm-hmm. You get into his motivations, you figure out, you know, why he's doing these things. And he's he's written a lot differently in the books than what he's being portrayed as in, like, Rebels and mm-hmm. eventually in the live-action shows. I do think Dave Filoni is a big fan of, like, the Thrawn trilogy the the original one from the 90s and i get the sense that he's going to treat thrawn like that on screen 
I, I think that we will largely see him through the eyes of uh, Peleon, if that's who I, I think Ray Stevenson has been cast as some imperial officer. Mm-hmm. If he's Peleon, he's basically the the Watson to Thrawn's Sherlock Holmes, where basically he just has to go, why did you do that, Grand Admiral Thrawn? And he'll be like, well, you see, blah, 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 and explain how brilliant he is. <laughs> yeah, I think he's going to follow pretty closely to what he was like in Rebels. Yeah, I, I think that's accurate as well. I hope I hope they dive a little deeper into... There, there was one episode in Rebels where they really, really nailed Thrawn, and he uh, figured something out, and it was because of Sabine Wren's art, and uh, they just got it so, so right. Something I thought they did a little too much in Rebels was Thrawn being like, oh, let them win this time, because we'll we'll get them eventually, and they do, Mm -hmm. but at some point, the the, Emperor is going to be like, you let those two Jedi get away? Again? Like, come on, Thrawn. <laughs> so I, I hope he is uh, treated a little more closely to the way he's treated in the original Thrawn books. And so does Hilo. <laughs> That's all the time we have for questions today. If you want to leave a question for next week's video, just put it in the comments below or sign up for Patreon to join our weekly Q&A discussion. If you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And as always, thanks for watching, and may the Force be with you.